0: I'm your host, A.J. Andrews of com. Starting off another week with you, I apologize for the sound of my voice. I am not feeling so hot. Shock. Um, but I I'm here. I'm gonna do my best to fight for for all because 'cause there's been way too much stuff happening in baseball for me to let a day go silent. At least at this stage. So We're going to talk about just how baseball is looking. More importantly, how's baseball looking with the current leadership it has right now at the head. We're going to be talking about that in the second half of the podcast. And I will do my best to keep this a family-friendly show when I do. But I did want to keep the somber tones uh for the first half of this podcast and I I I think that's a little easier to do given today just seems to be one of those days on the calendar where just everyone is sad. And for Blue Jays fans that uh that somber tone started a couple days early with news that Tony Fernandez had lost his battle. Against kidney disease at the age of fifty seven uh now we talked about him on locked on blue Jays earlier this winter, and at the time, you know it was it was hopeful. We were hoping that it wasn't going to be the end for Tony that he was going to be able to pull through and and continue the work he was doing. Um, for Dominican baseball and, and for, uh, his philanthropic work. Sadly, it was not the case. And, you know, I did have to reflect a little bit because as I admitted when we were talking about, uh, when Fernandez first went into the hospital, Fernandez is a little bit ahead of my time as a j's fan. His, his breakout season came in 1985. That was three years before I was born. And, you know, I just started getting into the Blue Jays like when I was six. So that was like right after the World Series. And, you know, I didn't really have the appreciation for Tony Fernandez that I think a lot of my colleagues did. And that a lot of the. Colleagues were able to express it a lot better than I did when news of Fernandez's passing came down the wire. But Tony Fernandez will forever be a major link to some key parts of Blue Jays history, not just for the counting stats, because he is the Blue Jays leader in hits, if I recall correctly. And You know, again, he, he really set the tone for what the Blue Jays became definitely with his play in the mid eighties, late eighties coming up. Um, he was a three time all star. He again had that breakout season in 85 when the Blue Jays made that run to the division title. His defense was impeccable. He had people. Imitating that sidearm throw, basically the way Troy Tulowitzki had kids imitating it when he was playing here in the mid 2010s. Like, he was, he was the Kobe for the baseball generation growing up in Toronto. And, you know, again, because he, he essentially had to leave. For the Blue Jays to truly blossom, literally the case as he went in the Roberto Alomar and Joe Carter deal to San Diego. It, 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 it is a bittersweet way to be, you know, recalled to <laughs> to have your departure remembered as the. It's the big moment. And I I believe I said this before. I'm glad Tony Fernandez was able to come back to the Blue Jays for that 1993 run. And I'm glad he was able to get that ring. Because he did deserve it for what he did for the franchise in helping it spread its wings. Now. He also deserves stick for what he did to the franchise by getting injured in 1995 and allowing Derek Jeter to come into prominence and just, you know, start wrecking lives for 20 years. But what kept Fernandez as that link is, you know, the remarkable comeback he made to Toronto coming back in 98 and 99, batting 300 in both seasons. Making an all-star team at age 37, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it was age 37 he made the all-star team. Not, not a lot of people get to say that. So just the, the level of excellence that he was able to display, to display throughout his career and, and taking the Blue Jays into that, into those lean years with, a last hurrah before essentially handing off to the likes of Roy Halladay and, and Vernon Wells in that group who, you know, had to play for some mediocrity, but Fernandez linked an entire generation of Toronto fans. And by all accounts was a gentleman off the field as well, was a very well liked teammate, was, A guy who was very generous and it sucks to lose those kind of guys right now because baseball could definitely use those kind of people around the game right now as opposed to some of the other less than reputable people that have been coming to the forefront. So... Again, a a fond farewell to Tony Fernandez. Again, hopefully you're able to to play to your heart's content um, wherever you are now. Whatever you believe. And he will forever have a place in Blue Jays lore. So, we remember Tony Fernandez for that. Alright, we're going to move on to MLB stupidity. In the second half of the podcast, but first we're gonna debut a brand new segment on locked on Blue Jays. I know the the excitement is palpable, but what we are going to do is bring you the League Commish Fantasy Minute as sponsored by League Commission. It's a website that matches people to the fantasy leagues that best suits their preference, and they want to help you get the edge. When it comes to fantasy baseball. So we're going to do that for you. Because Lee Kimmish is providing uh, this kind info to you. So basically I'm going to tell you a player on the Blue Jays. And I'm going to tell you how they're going to do this season. Whether they're up or down. And I don't give me that look. Because I'm not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. So... Speaking of which, let's start with our first choice for the League Commission Fantasy Minute. That's Danny Jansen. Now, a lot of people last year, including a certain editor of mine, drafted Danny Jansen pretty high last year in terms of catchers, expecting Jansen to kind of continue the modest success he had in his rookie campaign. And (laughs) Jansen was pretty disappointing to say the least, especially in the early parts of the season when he was just batting, you know, anemically. So what, what, uh, what do I think is going to happen in 2020? Well, there's nowhere for Danny to go but up. Let's just say that. But I, I think it's going to be a little easier. He had an incredibly rough spring with a 182 batting average in April and a 143 batting average in May. And and that 143 average is a bit misleading. He had a 156 uh batting average on balls in play, which is terrible. But Jansen was able to pick it up a little more in the summer. He averaged about 244 over those three months. He had 10 home runs which for catchers, I mean, that's that's about what you can ask for. His RBI totals are going to go up because, you know, he has Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And, you know, not Alan Hansen and Socrates Frito hitting ahead of him. So there will be more opportunities to drive in runs. And with Reese McGuire likely facing a timeout for his extracurricular activities, Jansen should get the bulk of the playing time to start the season, so I expect him to have a much better start and I I wouldn't go crazy. Like don't draft him in the tenth round, but he's gonna be a really good mid to mid to late round catcher that you can target and I think you'll be pleased with results. And that brings us to the end of the Fantasy Minute sponsored by League Kamish. So question what are you doing for the game? It's it's a universal question. So whether you're a casual follower, the the one who tweets everything, guilty as charged, the beginner, the diehard fan, the statner, the smack talker, the person who brings all the food, the person who couldn't care less, or the person who gets super competitive and annoying, everyone has their place in the sports world. Now the same personalities apply to fantasy sports and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy experience is the best one for you. Because League Commish matches managers to leagues as they lay the foundation for your new competition, your new uh, battleground. And you just sign up with your preferences, you get matched, you approve that match before you commit to anything, and and boom, you're in a league that is catered to what you want out of ba- out of baseball. So if you sign up with League Commish by February 29th, you'll receive 15% off by entering in the code locked on in the referred by section of the sign up form. So, you know, what are you doing for the game? You can find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And we are back. So, I hope you enjoyed the Fantasy Minute. That'll be a regular segment, at least for this week. Um, While Lee Kamesh is bringing you that info. So, thank you to Lee Kamesh. That is the only Kamesh I want to thank, though. Because... Rob Manfred may have done more to wreck his reputation in one week than any sports figure since OJ Simpson. And I do not use that lightly. Rob Manfred is a moron. And again, I have to agree with Trevor Bauer when I say that, which makes me even saltier about having to say that about Rob Manfred, the person who is supposed to be in charge of the most top tier league in a sport that I greatly enjoy. Rob Manfred just does not seem to get it. He, he didn't get it with his playoff idea. And he certainly didn't get it when it comes to protecting the bloody integrity of his league. Like, let's, let's just go over his press conference on Sunday. Um, which, I mean, if you're an MLB.com subscriber, sorry you didn't see it, but I hope you enjoyed Bull Durham. Much better use of your time, go check out the Bull Durham Minute podcast. That, That breaks it down so much better, and then you're not giving Rob Manfred money. Now, before he actually started, he took a shot at Jared Diamond of the Wall Street Journal, who actually uncovered... The letter that Rob Manford sent to Jeff Lunau telling him about what was going to happen with the punishment for the Astros cheating. And just like you know, just being a complete high schooler, like, you know, congratulations. You got a private letter that, you know, I sent to a club official. Nice reporting on your part. Yeah. That's that's reporting. That's what Jared Diamond's job is. That's what he's supposed to do. You're supposed to not be an idiot and send stupid emails that get caught. It's a it's a very disturbing trend in society that now we don't take the people who actually commit the crime to task. We take the people who uncover it and make us have to see it to task. And that's not how this is supposed to work. It's supposed to be castigating Rob Manfred for being so stupid. Anyway, moving on. When Manfred asked if the punishment fit the crime, he said, Yes, because Astros players have been hurt by this and will be forever questioned about their achievements in 2017 and 18. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be hurt when beanballs are hurling at them in every single game. Because that's going to happen. There's going to be a new trend in baseball. You send out the opener just to throw a pitch at Jose Altuve or Alex Bregman or George Springer just because it's the Astros. And then, of course, he said, well, we can't have that and there will be severe punishments for any player that takes, takes matters into their own hands. <laughs> so the Astros players that cheated get nothing, while the players who feel slighted, who know they were robbed of championship dreams, uh, of better contracts because of the Astros cheating, they are the ones who get punished. What backward system is that? It's absolutely silly. And then, Manfred, you know, when asked about vacating the Astros championship, said, The idea of an asterisk, or asking for a piece of metal back, seems like a futile act. A piece of metal. On. Un- Believe it has his freaking job title on the trophy. He calls it a piece of metal. Absolutely ridiculous. I hope he enjoys getting paid what he does because after his performance, I'm sure the owners are just going to say, well, you know, giving you these, these pieces of paper or, or these imaginary data signals. That's just a futile act on our part. My, how, how blind, how so far in your own opaque bubble do you have to be to come up with that? And, again, there are players who are legitimately robbed by this. And Justin Turner, who I freaking love, because he, he looks like he should be the drummer in a 70s rock band. Justin Turner comes out and just instantly burns Rob Manfred, saying he didn't know if Manfred had won anything in his life. But all these athletes are trying to win that piece of metal. So for Manfred to devalue it the way he did tells people like Turner how out of touch he is with players in the game. At this point, the only thing devaluing that trophy is that it says Commissioner on it. Which, again, is beautiful. I greatly appreciate Justin Turner for doing that. Because Rob Manfred does not get what this does to the game. To have this linger. To have this doubt now creep in. Because the second doubt becomes a prominent feature in the organization you're running, you don't have an organization anymore. You have a scam. You have a grift. You have a problem convincing people that your business is legitimate because now there is a reason to think it's not. I mean, this scandal actually got Mike Trout to say things in public and put his face to it and people will actually see his face and Mike Trout says, they cheated. I don't agree with the punishment. I lost respect for some of those guys. That's essentially Mike Trout's way of dropping, like, ten curse words in one sentence. And when you have the best player in your game say they don't agree with you and don't respect their fellow competitors and and can't, like, respect them and And just basically refute everything that team did from banging on the can to not taking a shirt off. That's a problem. Phil Hughes is suggesting a work stoppage over this now, Phil Hughes is a former player; he's not losing out on any money in a work stoppage. But the fact that this is coming up should be a warning sign to the owners that they may have a serious problem. And while Jim Crane may be firmly on Rob Manfred's side because they seem to share the same conference PR person, the other 29 owners have to start taking a look and asking if Rob Manfred is good for their game, if he is good for their bottom line. Because yeah, revenues may have been up this season, but attendance is still down. And if people are going to see something that they don't have faith in, then eventually they're going to stop and it's just going to be like, you know, Milli Vanilli situation where you don't know if what you're watching is real. Or if it's just, you know, cheating. It, it happened with the steroids era too. Like you can say it, it briefly drove things up with all the home runs, but once you put that doubt in people's mind, it's so hard to be able to get it back. So MLB has a lot of work to do there. This, this episode went longer than I intended it to go, but hey, I do this for you. Like I said. Not feeling the best, had a rough day, but I do end up feeling better after I talk with y'all. So thank you for listening to another episode. Just a reminder, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, like Rob Manfred. You can follow the podcast at locked on j's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook you can subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. And make sure you're subscribed because we do have a special guest appearing on tomorrow's episode. And if I know my special guest like I do, it will probably be a multi-part episode because I know my guest likes to talk and I like hearing them talk. And I know you like hearing them talk because he's talked on in this program before. So be looking forward to that dropping hopefully earlier than this episode because it's now 2 a.m. in Nova Scotia and I am really tired. So I am going to call it like I hope Rob Manford's career is called. So for everyone... At the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at gsrunache.com. I mean G. Andrews, thank you all so much for joining me on this remembrance and rant-filled episode And y'all take care.